0: Talk, talk, TV podcast. TV, podcast. Welcome to the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, make sure, if you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. See my guy, Roland Kendricks, that first time tuning in. Uh, this should be a good one to tune into. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, as always, make sure you guys like, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss of words, all right? But I have a good kind of itinerary and how we're going to do this whole thing. It is QB Monday, so Greg Pennelly will be joining us uh, in a little bit. But I want to make sure that we got off, you know, kind of all our takes, Really, really talk through it. Hopefully this can be some... Sort of a, a therapeutic show, even though I don't know. Y'all you know me? I try to take a positive out of everything I try. We're just going to figure out today what direction the 49ers are going in. All right. So as you guys are all aware of, 49ers are coming off of a 31-17 home, 31-17 home loss to the Kyler murray list, uh DeAndre hawkins list. Uh, AJ Greenless, JJ Wattless, Arizona Cardinals. That might be that might be the worst loss I've seen in the Kyle Shanahan tenure. Just in in the sense of um what the 49ers are supposed to be and the the circumstances heading into that game with the guys that were out for Arizona, that was probably his worst loss. The 49ers are extremely healthy right now. Like, you know, and again, we've made a lot of excuses for Kyle Shanahan in the past. Uh, you know, having a lot of different guys out due to injuries and whatnot. But uh, 49ers are actually fairly healthy. And they weren't able to win and they got completely outcoached. All right. So um, let's talk about it. Again, 49ers lose 31-17 at home. Still can't find a way to get a victory at Levi Stadium. Yeah, Colt McCoy who had four incompletions on the day. Repeat that Colt McCoy had four incompletions on the day. This was I we talked about D'Amico Ryan's against the Chicago Bears and I've been big on D'Amico Ryan saying, you know what? I feel like a lot of his game plans, and that's how I view it, right? Like, what's the game plan? And then, you know, how do you adjust and things like that? And I felt like up to the Bears game, I've been thinking that D'Amico Ryan's, his game plans have been pretty good. They've been sound. They've been solid. The Bears game, I thought he came out, and I thought he maybe – Overvalued how good maybe he thought the 49ers pass rush would do against the Chicago Bears offensive line, which has been very bad. So I could see what the game plan was. The game plan was we're just gonna rush for, we're gonna drop guys in the coverage, and we're gonna get pressure and mo- and consistently move uh Justin Fields off of his spots, right? Like that that's what it looked like to me. What that was the game plan against the Bears. And obviously it didn't it didn't work, right? Like the 49ers pass rush just didn't get there, so he was wrong, right? He miscalculated. How good he felt like that 49ers pass rush was. But I, I could see it, right? And that was the first time where I'm like, uh, your game, your game plan, Demigo Ryan's like it was off. It was off that game. This game, it it wasn't just off. Like there were there were no answers for anything. There were no answers for anything. And and the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury did an amazing job of coming out and really having a game plan, and executing it. It wasn't really like a whole lot of, I mean, they picked and cho- choose their downfield shots. When I look back at this and how Arizona attacked the 49ers, I know a lot of people are going to say 49ers cornerbacks are terrible. And I saw somebody already, Jake, Drake Kirkpatrick, terrible. Uh, Josh Norman, terrible. I've already seen those. I don't think the cornerbacks were the issue in this game. That's not what the Arizona Cardinals attacked. They attacked them laterally. At the line of scrimmage, sideline to sideline with a bunch of screens. They, they had some really big screen plays. Uh, they did a really good job um, with the trick play where you had a receiver, whoever it was, throw the ball downfield to a guy named Wesley, whoever the hell he is. Um, so you had that happen, right? And that was a Tavon uh, Wilson that kind of got lost in coverage, safety. Uh, there was a screen that went to the house, and that was the first time, not the first time that I noticed this. We talked about it. Tyler Noah Hufunga, he lacks speed. And I remember, and we broke it down on this account. If you go back, 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 like to like maybe right after the draft, we had about we we did like a film stage for about an hour and some change on Hufunga. And one of the big takeaways was that 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 lack of speed, it's a real thing with him. It's a real thing with him. And um, and I was worried about when teams started to, because in, 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 in preseason, they're not doing that, right? Like in, in preseason, they're not really game planning. So now they're not, not going to look to put Hufunga in a bind. There was a screenplay he got ran off on, and I was just like, well, he he's not fast enough to be able, and they scored. That was tough. But that wasn't the last time they attacked Hufunga. There was a play where you had Christian Kirk. He had the 50-yard play, right? And he they knew that if... They line him up in a certain spot and he runs his over route. Who would be running with him? All right. They knew it would be Hufunga that would be down there. And it was. And he just ran away from him. And he just ran away from him. But that's who Hufunga is. He can't really run with guys like that. Especially guys like uh, Christian Kirk or any other speedster that somebody decides to put there. So he got attacked. I thought ultimately the safeties got attacked a lot and, and the linebackers kind of inside the side stuff. I did not think the, the 49ers cornerbacks were the ones that got picked on in this game. So we can say, yeah, Josh Norman, what the hell are you doing? That's a boneheaded thing or whatever. Talking trash to the coach. They throw a flag. I used to talk trash to coaches as well. So I like it, but you can't get flagged for it. Uh, and, but then when your guys are trying to reel you in, you have guys like Tavon Wilson, and he's like, real like, chill. And you're not. They sat him down. I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut this week. If Josh Norman's cut, wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh the screens killed the 49ers. The the sideline the sideline side passes killed the 49ers. Uh Hufunga not being fast enough really hurt the 49ers. Tavon Wilson out there got lost in coverage on the trick play that hurt the 49ers. And really the 49ers lack of just kind of tackling, like missed some tackles, uh, missed some in space. There was like a third and 17 play. The Arizona Cardinals picked up 18 yards. That was bad. That was bad. This was the game where I was just like, D'Amico Ryan's got completely out coached. Now I have seen a lot of people that have said he D'Amico Ryan's not good enough. Can't get no. D'Amico Ryan's, in my opinion, at least with how I watch the games, I think he has been a good defensive coordinator. There are there's a lot of patchwork going on with him especially in the secondary um different things trying to manufacture you know pass rushes things like that like but overall and again i look at the scheme and i look at how he looks at defending like kind of what he's thinking i try to look at it through his eyes i think from that standpoint demico ryan's has been solid he's been solid matter of fact heading into this game the right defense has been the bigger thing everybody complains about their pass coverage Pass coverage coming to this game, 49ers had the number three pass defense in the league heading into this game. The number three pass defense in the league heading into this game. The number three pass defense in this league heading into the game. The pass coverage, aside from the pass interferences, haven't been – the, the, the they haven't been like just the issue. The run defense, which was like 26th in the league or whatever, that's where the 49ers got to fix some stuff. That's where the Niners got to fix it. The, the run defense has been bad really bad and when you have a team that's able to run what does it do it opens up things in the passing game and it keeps teams off balance that's where the 49ers that's where they were good for all those years right with Kyle Shanahan and things like that they've always been good at keeping teams on balance run very well um you know run the ball well uh and then you know pass off of that a pass off of that and it helps your quarterbacks be more efficient that was the 49ers I mean, that's what teams are doing against the 49ers right now. The 49ers got to figure out a way to really stop on um, defenses and put them behind the sticks. The 49ers right now, especially yesterday, noticing, and that makes it even tougher. Every time I looked up, the, the Cardinals were in short yardage situations. That was that was tough. People, people, I see this in the chat. The pass defense is saturated because of the penalties. No, that's not it. That's not it. Not to the tune of being th- th- three in the lead, not to not to the tune of that. And again, when I look at, you gotta understand how, and you guys follow me for this, you know, content and whatnot. When I look at past, when I look at uh, past interferences, it's so subjective to me, right? Like there's like half the time it probably was a good call. The other half, it probably was a bad call you know what I'm saying like and you look around the league and that's going on it's not just the 49ers so we can't even say that because pass interference I would I would bet that if you if someone did a study and up to week 9 or whatever through week 9 the number of pass interference called this year as opposed to recent years it is it's probably much higher this year this is not a 49ers issue this is a this is a league wide issue yes the 49ers have been dinged more than others actually they cleaned it up the last two games 49ers, no, what, I think they had one defensive holding call uh, against the Bears. I don't even remember a pass interference call against the Cardinals. So, again, it's it's so subjective. How can you have three or four in one game, and then next thing you know, you have over the next two games, you have a, one holding call in, in, in two games combined in the secondary. I But I bet if I go through, I could find areas where they could have called pass interference. It's so subjective. You won't see me complain. About pass interference calls. Obviously, you have to fix it. And the 49ers have done a better job of that. But that's a it's league wide thing. And I've talked about it on here. I have guys that, you know, I follow defensive back guys that are um, tweeting this out, talking about guys just around the league. And they're talking about how teams are offenses are getting away with this. And it's really bad. It's not a 49ers issue. So the fact that the 49ers are number three pass defense heading into the last game, I don't know what they are now. It's, that's not, uh oh, well, it's only because the penalties like the 49ers are the only team getting pass interference calls on them. Not the case. Not the case. So I had to touch on that. Real quick, I appreciate all the contributions that have rolled in so far. Croc, as a pro defender, can you explain why uh, we keep playing off and soft in your uh, short yardage situations? Don't know. Don't know. um My experience with short yardage situations is – A lot of times you're going to do more zero blitzes and things like that or disguise some coverages, but you play tight. I mean, you can play off at about five yards, even if it's say it's it's third and three. I can sit off at six yards, but I'm not giving ground. So I'm expecting the ball to come out hot right now. And when the ball comes out, I put my foot in the ground, I break on it, and I go make a play on the ball. Um, If they're playing off any further than that, and I have to go back and look, then I'd have to see what they were thinking. Where they looking to maybe drop somebody into the. I don't. I don't. I have to go back and look. And and because each situation might be different. I appreciate the contribution. Saw some other contributions. Uh, love the show. Keep it up, my guy. Appreciate you, Nick. My guy, Nick from Nothing But Niners. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, tune in to Nothing But Niners on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, my guy, Jason, just wanted to give a contribution. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Always love. Always love. Uh, we lead the league. MPI, so it is a problem subjectively aside. Okay, so say the 49ers lead the league in NPIs. What's the next team? Right? Like what's and they and I bet it's only they probably lead the, the league by one or two calls. What's the next team? Do the next are they top five in the league uh in pass coverage? I would probably lead to say no. I would lead to say no. We need someone who can make our cover our, our players execute because it was a decent uh cause, but drops, fumbles, missed tackles, blown coverage. Yeah. And those are things that shouldn't happen. I feel like if you are gonna have things like that, uh you know, play the young guys. Play the young guys. All right, here we go. Let's talk about some of the offense. All right. Um, let's let's talk about some good. Ah, uh, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk combined for 253 yards receiving. Um, that was cool because it was good to see. Obviously, George Kittle come back. It was good to see Brandon Ayuk out there, him get involved. Uh, you know, him start to be what we think, and that should be the tandem, right? And they should not saying they should have 253 yards combined between the three of them every game, but just the threat of it. I think that makes the 49ers extremely better uh, offensively. Yeah, Ayuk getting involved. That was really good to see. I think he could have been involved all the time. Now, the tough thing that happened with Ayuk, with George Kittle, sometimes you guys start trying to make plays, bad things happen, and they fumble. Uh, Both guys, you got George Kittle, his fumble where he's jumping over somebody, ball's kind of out there, boom, gets punched out. Same thing happened to uh, Brandon Ayuk. He leaps up. Makes an amazing catch. I mean, that that ball was thrown. Like, it I don't know where the ball was going, but made an amazing catch. He leaped like, 40 feet off of the ground. But falls down, gets up, and in the midst of getting up, ball gets punched out, and it's, like, trying to make a play. And that's tough. That's tough. But, it, you know, for both of those guys. And, you know, I've said it in here, said it on uh, the Locked On 49ers. If you guys don't listen, make sure you guys check in. Locked On 49ers. It's tough. It's tough. Here we go. Um, what's your crock? This team has quit on Kyle. Time to play the rookies. Uh, This is why they're, and I appreciate the contribution my guy Armando. This is why they're not going to just go ahead and take it just yet. Because no matter how we look at this situation, which it is bad, like this is terrible. Again, I say that's the worst loss of Kyle Simeon's tenure. If you would have lost to the Bears, that would have been the worst loss. But he didn't beat the Bears. This was the worst loss considering – Um. What's at stake? And who is missing for the Arizona Cardinals and you let them out-coach you? Terrible. Uh, Worst loss for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I don't think it's time to play the rookies just yet. Or Kyle's not going to look at it that way because although the 49ers are 3-5, and they are still right there in the thick of things with a playoff run. So if the 49ers would have won that game, they'd be like the 6th or 7th seed. So. You know, then they're, they're not they're not gonna look at it like okay, it's time to just tank it. They're gonna look at it, it like we gotta figure it out. Now, how long do we keep saying, well, we gotta figure it out? I'll tell you what we don't have to figure out. I think um Jimmy Garoppolo, I thought he played well. And and maybe we do have to figure out, okay, at what point does it not matter that he's playing well? And you still have to get the rookie in. I mean, that's a Kyle Shanahan thing. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to do it. But uh, Jimmy played well. He was not the reason that the 49ers lost this game. Uh, You know, 49ers found ways to shoot themselves in the foot. Once again, I think one of the telltales of being a bad team is finding different ways to lose every week, and the 49ers have definitely done that. Every game that they've lost, has kind of really been different. They've lost it like in a different way. they found new ways to lose. That's the tough part because I look at this team, I look at the roster, I look at the coaches, and you would think that they would have more wins. That's why teams believe that this was a team that could possibly make a Super Bowl run this year and they were favorites to win the NFC West. Execution's not there for whatever reason. I don't want to say that the team has quit on Kyle, but there's definitely... Some disconnect. There's definitely some execution issues, and it's it's costing them wins. Each week is a different way. The defense is seventh worst against the run, uh, so teams don't need to pass on us. That's why the passing yards are so low. I test shows we are not good, though. And maybe that's it. Maybe they're not throwing the ball a ton on the 49ers. I'd have to look at the efficiency stats uh, for 49ers pass coverage and defense. I also don't think it's the outside guys that are really getting attacked. It's the inside. It's the linebackers. It's the Hufunga. It's the Wilson, you know, matchups that they like. That's really – the screens was a big issue. Um, I don't think the outside guys are having a bunch of trouble covering to me. Could be wrong. Big Dez. Why the hell does Shanahan not play his young guys? Is Shanahan leaning in one direction and Lynch and the rest of the organization in another? Man, that's a great question. Again, and and I kind of just touched on it. I do think that, I think he's looking at it like, we still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So he's not going to the young guys yet, right? He's not there with with his, uh, in the season to where he's like, well, I'm just going to take it and I'm just going to just disregard everything and we're going to go to, uh, you know, developing the rookies 49ers. If they would have won that game would have been in the last spot in the playoffs. So he's not there yet. He's not there yet to give up on. He's not there yet to give up on it. So yeah, the, the, eventually there will be that change, especially if it still happens. I would, I would even go as far to say if they lose this next game to the Rams you'll see an influx of young guys start to kind of get put in there. Uh, We are not making the playoffs. Come on, uh, Kyle, not coaching. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now, especially in the NFC. The last, like, everybody, they kind of jumbled up into, like, one area. So even if the 49ers aren't a good team, which right now they look like they're not, they still can be a playoff team. That's tough. That's tough because it's not good. Now, the tough thing is in years past, like last year, I remember last year, and I was really saying that, like, listen, season's over. Go get you, you know, lose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and first of all, I'm one of the most competitive people that y'all meet. So it's hard for me to just say lose. And even when I'm watching them, even if I want them to lose in my head, I can't root for them to lose. So I wanted them to win. But I knew, like, okay, let's get a higher draft pick so you don't have to, you know, give up a bunch of draft capital and go get you a quarterback. Uh, this year they don't have first-round picks, so there's no incentive to lose. You know what I'm saying? And Kyle Shanahan, that seat is already getting warmer. So, yeah, Uh, they can make the playoffs because, again, there's just so many bad teams. But, yeah, I I agree. It doesn't look like a playoff team. But do the Panthers look like a playoff team? And they probably hold that last spot. They don't look like a playoff team. They look bad. You know what I'm saying? Vikings, they look bad. Like, there's a lot of bad teams that are right there in the mix to make the playoffs. So, 49ers don't actually have to be a good team to get in. All right, you guys know uh, I kind of got off all my takes. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played well. The one thing that I did notice is, you know, mm, Garoppolo played well throwing. Uh, still not a playmaker. Not a playmaker. Shanahan needs to be fired today. Shanahan won't be fired. They they There's just too much money on the board for him, like they, they extended him maybe too soon. Right. At the time, it didn't look like it. Grant Cohn called it out and said, why would you extend them now? You don't have to. They went ahead. They did it. I guess more of a panic move. They did it. And, uh, they, now they can't fire him. Can't fire him. Uh, so another question here. What was it? Uh, still can't believe we didn't go for Henderson or Gilmore. Henderson was, uh, Henderson, I was scratching my head, but i tell you this. Henderson's first game with Carolina, he got bombed on for a touchdown. Y'all would have been extremely upset with that. Just imagine right now if Mosley or Norman or, you know, Norman has given up the cheeks, especially like, in, like within like five yards to go in the goal line. Norman has given up the cheeks. He's been scored on a few times. But if CJ Henderson got bombed on. Y'all would be really upset with that. What's up, Croc? Uh, Why do you think call called 47 pass plays on 11 runs? Is Arizona, uh, one of the worst defenses? in the league? Great question. That's The 49ers fell behind so fast, right? Like, I, I think I heard Kyle say they didn't get a punt until the third quarter. So that, you know, those numbers are skewed a little bit because, I mean, it's like when you're down 14-0, 17-0, I want to say, what, maybe 24-0, whatever it was, it's hard to – stick to the run game it's it's hard to stick to your plan so they had to throw the ball more and again i will say jimmy garoppolo was efficient throwing the ball but uh yeah you have to throw the ball more and that sucks because a matter of fact and i forgot to mention it mitchell he continues to impress me I, I think mitchell has been really good he's good in the run game he's good in the pass game uh he continues to in my opinion get better with the vision all right i know some people have been like oh Mitchell, like he lacks vision and I'm not sure they know exactly what they're looking at, but I think his open field vision is terrific. I think where sometimes he lacks vision sometimes is like right when he gets the ball and he's trying to be And sometimes he's like just a little too quick to be decisive. The issue is I don't know if they're being coached up on that, right? Like, are they coaching him up to, Hey, don't worry about nothing. Just hit where it's supposed to be. And if that's the case, then he's doing exactly what they're telling him to do. But I've just seen better – more. you know, he looks more and more comfortable each week running the ball, especially a guy that did it. I mean, he had the ribs, you know, issue and everything, still dug through it, Um, thought he ran well, caught the ball well. Uh, Really happy with what I'm seeing from Elijah Mitchell. But, yeah, they got away from the run game because when you fall behind 14-0, 17-0, and I think 24-0, whatever it was, it's hard to continue to stick to the run game. It's tough. Can't do it. Can't do it. My guy, Thomas, appreciate the contribution. Here we go. Y'all already know what time it is. We do have Greg Penelli coming on in a little bit. Uh, he'll be on in about 30 minutes, and we'll talk about the quarterback situation and kind of what he's seeing and what he thinks. But for now, I'm going to bring you guys on. All right, so I'm going to post a link in the chat so y'all can come on, speak your mind, whatever's on your mind. Make sure if you haven't already, hit that like button. All right, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button right now. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. helps people see. Helps the algorithm, all that good stuff. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, make sure. And I, I know y'all doing it because I see my numbers and they up there. All right, if you haven't already, download the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, use promo code CROCKY, that's C-R-O-C-K-Y. Uh, trust me, you'll love it. Great app. I have a lot of fun with it. Didn't come up as much money as I did last week. Last week I came up with, $250. Um, this week, I uh, just from the games, I probably missed out or lost about 60 bucks so it's addicting it's a fantasy football app but it's much more than fantasy they got over unders uh props and things like that you can parlay make you some money all right so underdog fantasy download the app download the underdog fantasy app right now promo code crocky and i believe they're still matching whatever you deposit in there all right so if you go to underdog fantasy and you deposit 50 bucks to start off with i think they'll match that and give you 50 bucks as well you got a 100 dollars to play within and on my twitter account you know i post my uh my plays that I'm doing for the for the day, and you know, people tag me in theirs as well. We have a lot of fun with it. I've seen a lot of guys making some money. So, underdog fantasy, download the app right now, promo code Crocky. Drop Jimmy now. <laughs> can't drop him now, right? You can't drop Jimmy Garoppolo. And again, Jimmy played well. Last week, Jimmy played well, especially the second half. Uh, yeah, and yeah, throwing high. Almost got my guy Debo Samuel Killham stretched out over the middle. Uh, and I think Debo he dropped the ball, I think he knew. Like, man, that hit is coming. You can't, you can't leave a guy out there to dry like that. You can't expose him like that, going over the middle, especially with guys coming on to take his head off, which Debo still took a huge hit. So it's like Debo, okay, you know, you took the hit anyways, catch the ball, but it's much easier said than done. You know, have a guy like I would tell you, like, you know, have, you know, get you and your best friend out there and just tell somebody, all right, I'm gonna run straight at my best friend and you throw the ball to me, and I know he's going to take my head off. And you'll see, like, how it it, it kind of distracts you a little bit from catching the ball. And we saw that with uh, our guy, uh, Debo Samuel. Got my guy, Josiah Crocker. Uh, what's up, Crokey? Uh Jimmy throwing checkdowns, down two scores in the fourth quarter, is losing football. The tough thing is, maybe that's what they were giving them, right? If you if, Croc, if you look at it like this, um, and I meant to put that, the, here we go, in the chat. My bad, y'all. There's a chat. There's You guys can join in. Uh, they probably created like this umbrella, right, where it's like, all right, we're not going to let you get chunk plays downfield right now. We want to make sure we keep everything in front of us. So that could have been a lot of what was uh, going on with the checkdowns, making it to where Jimmy wasn't able to push the ball down the field. Got my guys uh, coming in right now. And good morning to everybody. I think I was so upset, I forgot to, you know, check in on the on the flames and everything. I hope everybody's mental is good. Obviously, right now, tough times for the San Francisco 49ers as they, you know, fell victim to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, 31-17, a team that did not have any of their best players. And and real quick before I get Dion on, and I think that's what makes it tough. Ja- oh, that's my dog, Jasper. What's good, Jasper? I'm just looking at the name, man. What's good, Jasper? Hope everything's good with you, bro. Hope everything's good with you. Tell tell John I said what's up. My dog John. Uh, man, made me lose my train of thoughts. So my dog Jasper, man from the hood, man. I already parked, man. All right, um, here we go. We're gonna get my guy. On, get y'all on now. Never mind, man.
1: What's good, Croc? How you doing, man?
0: Doing well, uh, considering. Doing well, considering.
1: Yeah, man. You know, the funny thing is, is I had a good day yesterday, brother. I, you know, Pops came into town. My sisters both uh, uh, graduated from college. So,
0: nice.
2: You know, I had a
1: good day yesterday. And then I was sitting there, man, and I, I, I was watching, you know, uh, Breezy and uh, the nitty-gritty Niners team, man. And I was saying, you know, I told you I went on this strike from watching football as long as Jimmy was a quarterback. And they kept telling me, nah, nah, man, you know, you got to watch football, you got to support the team. And we go out there and just lay an egg. And you know the crazy thing is, is you, can, you can't blame Jimmy solely for this loss. Uh, but you can still blame him. Right. The interception, the interception wasn't even needed. He threw several hospital balls. And he was a statue in the pocket. I don't know how many times I watched that pocket collapse. On him consistently, and he just wouldn't move. It's like you have to know and have that feel in your body that says there are one too many people in here. There's way too much rush coming. I need to get out of here. There were like maybe two or three times that he did escape, so you give him credit for that. But this is the, the the defense couldn't stop the run to save their life. I mean, literally, we didn't. And once again, offense was stagnant. We didn't score until the end of the first half. So this is just consistent, Jimmy, man. And at this point, you know, for everybody out there saying fire Kyle, Crock has been saying it. we've all been saying it. That man just got an extension. He ain't going nowhere. We're going to have to deal with that. Honestly, this is a coaching issue, and it sucks. Because for for them to walk up to everybody, walk up there looking dejected, feeling horrible, you know, that they lost. Is another home loss, and we about to take another L next week against the Rams. They gonna come in there. They just got broke off by the te- by the Titans. The Titans beat them down, so they angry. Cooper Cup finna come in there and run all up. We got beat by Christian Kirk, James Conner, and and who is Antoine Wesley? <laughs> I don't even know who this dude is. Like they didn't even no. play. Like bro, that's what I'm saying. And literally our first few drives until the last drive of the first half was punt, fumble, punt, fumble. Now, I understand guys are trying to make plays. You can't really, you know, people have mastered the art of punching the ball out. I get it. But at the end of the day, man, there's nothing we can really do. So for everybody that wants the rookies to play, I just looked at it and like you've been saying, and I honestly think Kyle is going to stick with this until they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Jimmy going to be on that field. So we'll yeah. keep losing. And I'm yeah, going to get the doesn't... next caller
0: on, Dion. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate
1: on. it, man. Hey, have a good day, Crock. Peace and blessings, uh, brother. All
0: right. All right. Got my guy Matt coming on now. And, yeah, Jimmy ain't been the issue, man. I mean, Jimmy's not the issue. He's not the issue with what's going on right now. Let's see what Matt has to say about this, man. What's good, Matt?
3: Yeah, what's going on, Croc? Man, just chilling, man, just getting into work, man. How was your weekend, man?
0: It, it was cool up until like <laughs> last night, man. 49ers drink, uh, drove me to drink, man. I was on that maker's mark. I started drinking early in the game. I said, Oh, yeah, I see what type of game this is gonna be. Started pouring me some uh, <laughs> three fingers, <laughs> three fingers in the in that thing, man. I was, I, I got lit. I, I do like this little halftime thing, um before uh on on spaces on Twitter and I don't even know how I held it together because I was lit the whole time man but that's what the type of game day was for me, especially after the 49ers yeah,
3: that's what's up man um basically I, I think I came on here last week and expressed uh, my concern for tart and Ward being out and as you can see in the game on Sunday, that's exactly where that we were attacked. I said that Fufunga was more of a a, a run support safety. And that actually showed as well, cause he got beat in coverage. Yeah. Um our, our corners, I, I don't know what's going on with, with the Norman situation, why he got into it with Devon Wilson. Um, I, I hope that he does come back because we we need the depth, but if he doesn't, I, I I kinda, you know, understand uh, you know, why we wouldn't bring him back after a situation like that. I hope everything is good though, cause, you know. We, we got a lot of stuff going on. And I said, I said um, about Kyle, and I, I said that, you know, it starts from the top down. And you see that this, you know, isn't going to go anywhere. So we might as well start the young guys. Um, but like how you said, I, I think he's going to wait. Or well, unless Jimmy happens to get injured or something like that, man. Like, yeah. what do you think? How it's gonna play out? You think Trey get a chance against Jacksonville next the week after that, or you think he's gonna keep going?
0: You would. You would hope that's the case, right? Like you. I mean, again, I don't think Jimmy is the problem right now. Like, there's far bigger issues, and I'm gonna get you off and get the next yeah. person on. All right. He played well. well uh, Jimmy played well. Jimmy played well, and I think he has played well. Uh. He's not the he's not the issue. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. far more issues before you get to Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense of why the 49ers aren't winning games. But at what point do you say, well, Jimmy's not going to be a part of the future, so we do need to get the young guy in there. I think that's what Kyle had a battling with, and it sounds like he won't do it for that reason until he feels like maybe they're out of the playoff hunt, which I don't think they'll ever be this year because from – The sixth seed on down, the teams are just so bad. I think the 49ers are always going to be there until the last couple weeks.
3: Yeah, man, I'm not even going to get mad about it no more. It's like I came to realization until Trey starts playing, man, I really have nothing to look forward to. I know we're going to keep losing these games with Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy's fault, but he he hasn't helped the situation out. So I I don't see us winning more games. Um, Like I said, uh, we got the Rams next. I know we're going to get killed by them, man. I'm just being realistic, man. I'm not trying to be negative. Like I said, I'm not even about to get mad about it no more. I enjoyed my weekend. I'm didn't. I'm not i not finna just let this mess up my whole week or nothing like that. I just hope, you know, we bring it together and, you know, start stringing up some wins pretty soon. If not, I want to see Trey. But uh, thanks for letting me come on, bro. Thanks. I appreciate oh, yeah,
0: it. No, it's good. Yes, sir.
3: <laughs> Alright, man. All take right. it easy.
0: Alright, here we go. Uh, got a Contribution here. York pays people that don't deserve jimmy's and kyle York pays people that don't deserve jimmy and kyle i'm i'm not exactly sure what you mean by that you're gonna have to elaborate gabriel you're gonna have to elaborate on that all right uh i did want to respond to this what's up jen uh everyone's saying fire fire kyle uh, for who the hell they're going to replace kyle with so jen you know and and this is what i i I explained this was uh last week or oh, the week before, maybe it was heading into the Bears game where I was like, "If if Kyle loses his game to the Bears, like heads got to roll." And I'm not saying fire Kyle, but I'm just saying like at some point, like there has to be some changes that are made. And a lot of people do say that, like, and again, they're not firing Kyle. They can't. They can't pop. There's just too much money. Unless it just just is catastrophically bad, and they end up like coming to like, uh, like a like a a resolution on a split. All right, but it's not gonna happen. But say they were to fire Kyle. Or kind of people's mindset on hanging with him. And I explained it, I I the way I expressed it was like a bad relationship, right? Like uh uh, you know, a relationship, and you got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, and the girlfriend, maybe she done been through, you know, had bad boyfriends that were just like terrible. But then now she got a boyfriend that's not terrible, but he's still not great, right? Like, and it's like, man, I know I can do better than this, but she's looking at it like, well, like, I'm scared to try to do better, right? I don't know if I could do better. And I think that's how some of these fans are looking at it. They're scared to leave their relationship with Kyle because they're scared of, of what, you know, of actually doing better. As a matter of fact, I listened to this podcast, Andy Facella. Facella, I don't know if you guys listen to Andy Fisella. I listened to his podcast faithfully. And um, he said, people overvalue their current circumstances too much. All right, people overvalue their current circumstances. So when we look at it with Kyle Shanahan, I think people are overvaluing who Kyle Shanahan is because who what he's shown us is not a good head coach. So there are better coaches out there. You just look around the league. I mean, Arizona went and got Cliff Kingsbury. Where'd he come from? He wasn't even the winner in college. He actually sucked. I'm surprised he's doing so well, but eventually they figured it out, right? So there's there's all kinds of ways to go out there and address the coaching position. When it's that time, I don't think it's right now. I think Kyle definitely has another year or two um, under his belt, you know, unless it's just – if he didn't win another game this year, he'll, he might be gone. But that's not going to be the case, right? So, um, yeah. Who do you replace him with? You figure it out. You figure it out. Uh, Jimmy was indeed a statue, but she's, what do you do when week after week, Brunswick gets walked into the QB? Brady can't even win like that and, uh, fix the trenches. I will say this, um, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo and being a statue, there were times, yeah, guys, um, getting walked back in them. So, so Jimmy, move, move. You don't, you don't got to stand there, right? Like, okay. Uh, You know who was really bad at that? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins was like the worst at that. Jimmy typically does a good job of kind of maneuvering a little bit in the pocket. Nick Mullins was terrible. I, I used to be like Nick, like what do you know you you are allowed to move? And he would just stand there and then like guys getting pushed back into his lap and then he just like try to throw the ball over guys and it's like what are you doing? Move. And I thought, Jimmy, there were a couple times there where I'm like, Jimmy, you don't gotta stand there. You can't move to the right, you can't move to the left, you can buy time. And I know you can do it. I just saw you do it against the Bears. You can do it. <laughs> move. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Brady. And I'll say this about Brady. I went to a game. I wanted to see Tom Brady. It was a 49ers versus Patriots. This was uh, Chip Kelly year. 49ers versus Patriots. And I got a chance to watch the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. And I was in zone view. I just wanted to see him and just watch him and how he moved in that pocket, man. It was masterful. And it was like this. It was like you just couldn't touch him. And it was just like move here, move there, throw the ball, slide left, slide right, throw the ball. And it It was beautiful. So Tom Brady, he knows how to, one, get the ball out quick. He's very decisive. He knows how to manipulate coverage, so he's really good there. And then, two, when he does have to move, he moved extremely well. Extremely well. Thought I had another super chat. Oh, yeah, where you going? Javier, and I know I see all y'all waiting right now. We got about uh, seven guys waiting. I'm going to get to all y'all right now. Um, Just had to get through these contributions. Uh, I feel like Kyle isn't the problem. The player's execution is the problem. And if we let Kyle go, his players are so good, he will win somewhere else. Oh, his plays are so good. So, Javier, t- to be honest, man, it's not all about plays. That goes into being a good coach. Like being a good head coach. You can be a, yeah, a good office coordinator. He can go be a good coordinator somewhere. But Kyle, he's not just a coordinator here. He's a coordinator. He's a head coach. He's the leader of men. He's the, the, basically he's the GM. I mean, he don't have the title. Uh, John Lynch has a title of GM, but no, like everything, everything from a personnel decision runs through our guy, uh, Kyle Shanahan. So maybe he's not good at that. Maybe he's not good at being uh, over personnel. Maybe he's not good at being over men. Maybe he's not good at being a head coach, but yes, he, he could be a terrific play caller. So yeah, he can go somewhere else and maybe he will have more success. But I feel like he's had ample time right now to get it right to where he got this, how he wanted it. And so far we're seeing the results in year five. It's not working out. Three losing seasons in four years, three and five, just lost to the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without Hopkins, without AJ Green, without JJ. What? What are we doing? I think we're I think we're holding Kyle to a higher standard than what he's showing as he is Dabo Sweeney for head coach coach Lawrence and Watson. I like Dabo, but he probably ain't leaving, uh, Clemson. <laughs> he ain't leaving Clemson. He got it too good. He got it too good. Y'all going in the chat right now. I can't even keep up. Here we go. We got uh Mark, uh, Jimmy goes to standing fetal position when touched. Yeah. He kind of starts to drop his eyes a little bit. And, uh, that definitely could be an issue. Jimmy is definitely someone who has to play in rhythm. And when that rhythm gets thrown off a little bit, it can it can start to get a little weird. When he is in rhythm, it looks good for the most part. It looks good. Here we go, all caught up. All right. New caller. What's up, man? What's on your mind?
4: Yo, can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir. I got you.
4: Okay, okay. So, um, you know, thank you for you know telling everybody that there it's a possibility to move on from Kyle and everything. Cause I just think if people did their homework with that, it would be shocking to see that there's candidates out there. But the thing is that I worry about those candidates. Are they going to be available two years from now if Kyle was to get fired two years from now? Or, you know, because I think that for the most part, I think they would all find jobs by that point. But uh, I wanted to say five things that that would be good if we didn't make playoffs this year. Now, it's going to take a minute, though. It's going to take a minute for everybody thinking that, that we could get out of playoff contention because you're right on that point, it it might take some time, guys, past the Jaguars probably. But anyways, number one, someone's finally going to get fired. Number two, Trey Lance is going to get game experience. Number three, we get higher picks outside the first round. Number four, Kyle's now going to have to do a a fight or flight response next season. And then five, Jimmy will finally be gone for good. Okay, that, that, those are my five benefits <laughs> if we didn't make playoffs. Now, here's the thing, guys. I think T.L. told me yesterday on the Spaces that, listen, guys, we can have a bad season, but don't let that ruin your day. Don't don't be a bad person all because the Niners decided to, to you know, crap the bed this season. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to get your money. You got to spend time with your family. And at the end of the day, if Trey Lance was to play from us losing, it benefits everybody. But, anyways, um, I think you're doing a great job, Croc. Everybody that called so far, you know, uh, good points, and um, and yeah, just everybody do your homework if you don't know if anybody's out there. It, there's a lot of names, it just depends on when we fire Kyle. I don't believe in Kyle personally, but if he if he was to prove me wrong, I'd be happier than he would, you know. So, <laughs> that's all yeah. I have to say no, dude, move on to the next callers because I don't want to take up too much time. All have right, I going. appreciate you.
0: Yeah, you know, he he definitely made some good points. Again, when it comes to a coaching search, and I want to say it again, and I'm going to continue to reiterate it, Kyle Shanahan is not getting fired. Every It would have to go, like, he, the only way he get fired right now is if he just did not win another game. And at that point, like Jet York, his hand would be forced. But aside from that, Kyle is not getting fired. He will be here definitely next year and probably the year after that. As far as coaching search goes, There are always guys that can come in. Um, Sometimes it's a a retread. Uh, A guy like, you know, Doug Peterson, who coached the Eagles to a Super Bowl. He had a lot of success. Maybe he'd even be better this time. Pair him with a great GM, right? Lewis Riddick, really like him. Uh, You know, there there are definitely ways to go about it, whether it's a retread coach, whether it's a coach coming up for the first time, getting his opportunity, like a day ball or something. Um, Obviously, you don't know if they're going to be better, but again, What's the alternative? Continue losing the way we're losing with Kyle Shanahan, or see what we have in somebody else. Right now, forty nine. I think I saw something like Kyle Shanahan since the Super Bowl. Not good. As a matter of fact, he wasn't really good before the Super Bowl season. So, uh, really tough. Really tough. Uh, real quick, I want to make sure you guys, if you haven't already, hit that like button. All right, we got three hundred of y'all in here. I should have three hundred likes. So, how do you make? How do you uh, like this video? Click the chat down real quick, the live chat. Hit the like button and then get back in. Again, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button as well. Underdog Fantasy, download the app. Underdog Fantasy promo code: Crocky. All right, next guy up. Got my guy Ryan. What's good, Ryan?
5: What's good? Good morning, man. How you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I think talking with y'all, man, is it's made my morning a little better.
5: <laughs> hey, sometimes we just have to talk it out, you know. Um, three yeah. quick things. Um, so I was listening to the John Lynch interview on Saturday. And when Mike Miyoko asked him about who's your leaders during the times when things go bad, it took him six players before he got to Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. To me, that's part of the issue. Everybody say the quarterback is the most important player on the field. But when you're talking about who's the person that rallies your team, get the guys together to continue to push forward, your quarterback who has a captain emblem on his chest is a sixth person. That's not good. Number two, leadership. Uh, when we have team that's divided, we're going to continue to have inconsistency because Kyle right now is a double-minded man. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and those who he leads, he leads into misery. As we have seen throughout this entire year, that has been the one consistent thing that we could count on is his inconsistency. And so I think that's the issue where Jimmy, though he may play good, the team has no real direction still to this day and what's going to continue happening throughout the season is this we'll go back we'll go good and he's going to stay in the game but the locker room doesn't have a great foundation it's built on sand and so i'm going to continue to support regardless well, I like but that. this is going to be our con- this is going to be our issue throughout the whole year and the fans are going to realize it's like hey we're going to waste time but it is what it is so that's my two cents brody
0: I appreciate you coming on. Hey, he said a, a great foundation isn't built on sand. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. Here we go. Next up, we got my guy Roscoe's. What's good with you, boy? What's
6: up, bro? How's hey, what do you think
0: about that? what do you think about that? Uh, A great foundation isn't built on sand. I like that. That was a nice little play of words there.
6: Yeah, he called a scripture too before that too. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I was I was on Twitter earlier this morning and somebody wrote like uh the Niners had two off seasons since 2019 and then uh and I was thinking I was like, "You know what? We've had we we've definitely had two off seasons since 2019 and can you find where we actually upgraded at any position on the defense?" Mm.
0: Since two, since 2000 since 2019 so you're saying like the 2020 offseason or the 2021 offseason
6: both offseasons so after the after that super bowl team have we upgrade did we upgrade on defense at any position
0: uh i'd say no because most of the guys are kind of the same players right like i mean yeah. you know if you look at the defense uh the only and i'm talking about like to start the season off uh, the only difference was swapping Richard Sherman, who had an all-pro year, for Jason Verrett, who started this year. Who, and then, Who was already uh, on? Hmm?
6: I said who was already on the team, but yeah, Oh right. Oh, right.
0: So, yeah. I mean, uh the only other position where you have uh, Ken Law for Buckner, aside from that, yep. everybody else was still there. So, in the sense of really just improving it, I think where they haven't done a good job is maybe developing some more talent, too eventually step in right uh you know whether it's a cornerback uh they have taken flyers at the cornerback position undrafted guys seem like them worked out they drafted two more guys now uh you know it's getting that new blood in there and I think that's where they've done a bad job so not even so much with like just acquiring guys because I do feel like the 49ers healthy have the guys in place to play well defensively but what like when are you going to improve, or how do you improve in? And I think uh, it's gonna come with a lot of his uh, developing some of these younger guys and, and they haven't done that
6: yet. Uh, I, I think you upgrade through free agency and the draft, but we haven't done that. I don't even think we've done that on offense. I mean, yes, we drafted a u, but we haven't upgraded at any we technically just have not upgraded from that two thousand nineteen team. And I think uh, that's probably one of the biggest issues we remain stagnant as the cardinals got better and the rams got better
2: mm.
6: and we are stuck in the same place so I say, yeah,
0: we got uh lawrence johnson i just want to ask you this he says i'm new here uh appreciate you for uh tuning in lawrence says uh i'm new here i'm just about to say what everybody else is saying fire kyle john and jimmy <laughs> what do you what, like? What, I'll
6: what like, I I say this Jimmy's gone like he's gone He's gonna be gone so we got That out the way John Lynch He's a figurehead So I mean I don't mind him leaving mm-hmm. Kyle's not going anywhere I actually want to respond to What people's like if we file, If we fire Kyle who are we gonna Get guys uh there's coaches out there. There's coaches in Tampa Bay. You've got Bowles and you got got uh, Byron Leffridge. Uh, and, I mean, there's other guys. Like you said, Doug Peterson. There's coaches out there. We can't act like Kyle is irreplaceable. I don't know what Kyle done better than those guys. <laughs> like, what has Kyle done? You know, I mean, we're trending towards five years for losing seasons. Five years, four losing seasons. What has Kyle done really? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, everything he said is is correct except the file Kyle, Kyle part because no, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, I think, you know, we had a great space yesterday. Vish uh, had a great space. And he talked about how one of the biggest issues that the 49ers had, and this goes to Jed York, is being very reactionary. We sh- most likely shouldn't have never gave Kyle a six year contract after just one Super Bowl year after like, like you didn't show no consistency of winning and you gave him a big contract. he right. yeah, had one good year and you boom, let's let's get this contract underway. And I know you want a stability, but it's like, bro, you got to wait and see how this thing plays out. Like you mentioned Eagles got rid of Doug Peterson after they seen that, you know the team wasn't going anywhere. The team wasn't, you know, improving. Okay, you getting stagnant? You out of here. But us, we're going to give you a six. You're going to give you an extension. And look at us now. I mean, the team hasn't improved. The team lacks discipline. The team lacks execution. The team lacks leadership. I mean, and I don't. I don't like
0: the players. So yeah. Say what you say. I say, and Kyle's the one that picked the players.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got control of the 53. And I asked this question on Spaces. Maybe you can answer it. Uh, have you ever seen a coach who had a power like Kyle Shanahan and then had to give it up? Has that Have you ever seen that? Y- and be yeah.
0: successful? Um. Oh, and be successful? I don't know. But I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. I know there have been guys that had to give up personnel, gosh who was it but
6: that's like leading uh, uh, yeah i don't yeah I, he, he,
0: he, it it typically they just get fired <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh look at chip kelly right chip kelly didn't go into the Eagles situation with the power um eventually he ended up getting all that power and then it went south they fired him uh you look at i think jason garrett fired himself from calling plays and to focus more on just coaching uh so that happened uh you know we we've seen Guys kind of lose their power, but again, it's the do they end up being successful. That's the part. But I, I'm gonna get to the next caller because I got Greg coming on soon. All right.
6: All right, thank you, uh Crop.
0: All right. Make sure if you haven't already, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. All right, uh, you guys are trying to blame Kyle so badly you cannot see that it is the players that are not executing um on the field. I, I I'll say this, my guy John. What the last caller said was kind of talking to this, right? Like when your guys aren't executing, when the players aren't executing on the field, who does that fall back on? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're the guy that picked the players. Right? So, you know, if Kyle had no personnel control and he was just a head coach, and then I, you know, I get it. There's a lack of leadership, there's a lack of accountability, and those things, it starts at the top in any organization. And the and the only person higher than than Kyle Shanahan is Jet York. And eventually Jet York will step in. So yeah, you blame Kyle cuz I mean, he's the head coach and that's what happens when the players aren't executing and you're not getting wins, you're not getting the results you want, you look at the head coach first, especially one that has as much power as Kyle Shanahan. But I agree in the sense of the players, that you know, they have to do their part as well. Here we go. Next caller one. We got my guy, Mr. Tart. What up, man? Looking good, in, We're good. in the us. Can you get down, man? <laughs>
7: Appreciate it, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, bro. Doing good.
7: Yeah man i don't know where we at man where we at
0: <laughs> I, I feel you uh what what do you and i'm gonna get to the next caller but i, I want to ask you wh- what needs to change for the 49ers to get wins right now right i mean okay, we can think okay. long term we can think down the line but 49ers have a game ne- next week right there or this week now Sunday they play the L.A. Rams. What do yeah. the 49ers have to do to come out of that with the win?
7: I, I, I say we need we, we got we need a jolt of energy, energy from somewhere, some some new, some new got to happen. You know, same mediocre, and, and a lot of people saying Jimmy's playing well. Well is not good enough. Well is not we're not we're not paying you well money. Well is mediocre. That's not that's not gonna get it. Another person playing mediocre too is uh Fred. Fred is not yeah. playing. Fred is not playing, you know. Uh, what he said, all pro Fred. There's, he's not playing all pro football right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, plays. I, I say, I think, um, I think, I, I know everybody's tied of hand man. We gotta let, let let the young boy do it. Let's see, let's see. Cause like you yeah. said, I see what I, I follow you on Twitter, and I seen what you say was a lot of plays left on the field. Jimmy not using his legs. Jimmy feeling no know-
0: pressure. The, the, the thing is, it's not always going to be ideal, right? It's not always yeah. going to be perfect. Yeah. So, and there are, you know, there's going to be instances where you you have to make the play. Make the and play. I thought he did a good job yeah. of that last week, right, against the Bears. Yeah. Uh, we saw him get out the pocket, make the throw on the move to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have to do those things. And I thought yesterday he just kind of lacked that uh, ability to kind of create on his own. Yeah. And, there were times where it's like, we're, we need that right yeah. now, right? To keep this drive going. Yeah. We didn't have that. Gave the ball back to Arizona in the 49ers yeah. defense. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. But, man, Mr. Tart, you Got see you. right here, they say appreciate you for your service. Yeah. And, uh, we appreciate you. Salute. I'm going to get yes, the next sir. caller on right now. All right, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Here we go. Got my guy, MJ, coming on. You, oh, my bad. Jedi. Got MJ first. MJ been real patient with me. What's good, man? How you doing?
2: What's up with you, man? How you doing? Oh,
0: you know. Trying to, I'm right here. trying to hang in there. What what do you think about this? Um uh, they're saying what? Sermon deleted his niner info off of his social media.
2: Oh. Yeah, because people have been getting at people like like um it's it's real bad unfortunately that we are uh, are focusing so much on the players, but again, this issue was so much bigger than that. Right? Yeah. Like I think you I, I love how you said um no accountability cuz that's really what it is like not only are the players not getting better, we see that Kyle's not getting the players better or they're not developing, but he's not developing, right? Our team is not evolving because there's no accountability, right? Like you can't you can't um give away draft picks, right? Trade up and not get anything for that. You know what I mean? CJ right. Better, the value of the picks that were traded to move up to get him, we're not seeing the benefits of that right now. Like we, we have poor um Va- like not only talent evaluation but value evaluation. By the way, I'm off Hammer Lane in Stockton. I just wanted to let you know. Hey, that's my neck of the woods. That's exactly,
0: my neck exactly. of the woods right there. Yes, exactly. sir. Yeah.
2: But, but it's just bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger, man. It, that that's all this like uh you know, I, I I hope we do move on eventually. I love I love my squad. I seen the um the Chiefs get gave up last night. Yesterday I was in I was at the game. I seen it in person. And there was no energy, right? There was just like rolling eyes and walking up the sideline. That's not, that's not accountability. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and um, the body language of the after, you know, of the of the game. And again, I, I just want to challenge fans, like, just because you're not in media, fans, like, let's not turn on each other. But what you see with your eyes, you've been watching football for a long time. We've seen this coming for a few years. This has been bre- brewing, right? And consequences are finally starting to come. You know, um, uh, you know that that the the bad harvest is starting to grow. You know what I mean of just poor decision. Joe Williams, them type of things, and you know we can say that like they were trying to get the right team. I get all that, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have consequences. And that's exactly. all I'm trying to say is that that goes back to accountability. Somebody's gotta pay for 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 them, you know, for those bad decisions. That's all I want to say. I'm gonna get off. I know. I appreciate it. you got other people. It's good to see you man I, I you know what I mean? like for the first time, I listened to you on locked on. you know I rock with you um the, the all the podcasts, so it's good. I'm heading to Sacramento right now. I just left the game uh Santa Clara, yeah, so I pulled over
0: okay, yeah, 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 all right, man, I appreciate you calling in, man,
2: respect to the chat too. I see a lot of good comments too, man. um yep. you know, bless up all right all
0: right my dog n j appreciate that uh does it bother does it bother you that Kyle always blames the players? You know, I think as somebody that's over everything, right? Like, okay, y'all and y'all can relate to this, right? Like, if you have a business or you know, you have your family, right? Like at the end of the day, I can get on my son about things and I've told him, like, but if my son doesn't execute or if my son doesn't, you know, if his grades are slipping, like it falls on me. So I get on my son about it, but if somebody asks me about it, it's I what can I do better? Right. And I think that's where it comes, you know, with Kyle okay, you're blaming the players, but at the end of the day, bro, it's you, like, and you got to get through to them when it comes to execution or whatever it is, or if it's your defensive coordinator, which, again, I think the last two games been kind of weird for D'Amico Ryan's, before that, I thought he's called really good games, I thought D'Amico had called really good games, Um, I felt like a lot of times, it's been, like, they're kind of trading places, early on, I thought it was the, the defense that was carrying the offense, and then... As the last couple of weeks has been more the offense carrying the defense. But, anyways, uh hold him account, hold D'Amico accountable. Like, get on him, get on like, but at the end of the day, like when you're out there and it's to the media, bro, like it's me, right? Anything that goes on in my household, if somebody asks me about it, like I'm over everything that happens in my house as a man. You know what I'm saying? And Kyle, like, bro, you gotta be that man. This is your house. Levi Stadium, that's your house right now people in there and they in their rick james and you right now they they kicking their feet all on your couch and doing all kind of crazy stuff and you ain't doing nothing about it here we go got jedi man what's good with you bro it's
8: good hey crunk we always meeting up in these crazy circumstances bro what what is what is this man we got to start meeting up in better ways bro but i'm gonna just make it real quick and real short man um it's it's the lack of accountability everybody said is correct there is a lack of accountability there's also something I think that needs to be talked about, which is, you know, we keep extending Kyle this, you know, olive branch. Who else, if Kyle's last name was Kyle Crocker, you think he'd be getting this olive branch? I don't. <laughs> have been if barrier, his last huh? name was uh, Kyle Ford, mine, he would be getting this <laughs> olive branch, Eva. So, this right. olive branch of love that we extended, we got to do business. Eddie was about business. Eddie was about business. You are what your record says you are. The end. And we keep trying to put feelings and emotions in 2019. This is a business. What do you have for my business? If you can't tell me why the players are doing, messing up, don't know their assignments, can't do this, can't do that, then I need to fire you. Yeah. It's not. that they are my workers. They're not the managers, not supervisors. I have supervisors. I have managers and I have workers. I'm going to just skip the supervisors and the managers and just blame all the workers. See how long your business survives. See how long people are going to come work for you. See how long that morale in your business stays up because you don't want no accountability. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to get better with the management and the supervisory. So I just think that the 49ers are now stuck in a place, and I agree with one of your uh, callers that said he wasn't watching until Trey gets in the game. They're a walking contradiction of themselves. They're a walking contradiction. They don't want to start Trey because he's inexperienced. But D'Amico Ryan is is an inexperienced defensive coordinator, and Kyle is a first-year head coach. Inexperienced But the quarterback can't play.
0: All right. Well, we're about to get to the quarterbacks. All right. I got Greg Penelli. Wait, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right. Uh, Salute. I appreciate everybody that has contributed to the show so far. But now, y'all know it is QB Monday. So Greg Penelli, he's gonna come on. He's gonna. We're we're gonna see if he can make some sense of all this that's going on. All right. So, real quick, we're gonna take a brief break, and you guys uh, keep it locked right here. In the meantime, while I take this little 30-second break, make sure you guys hit that like button. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Let's go. Welcome back to the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Can you hear me,
9: Greg? I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: All right. We got Greg. We got Greg. He's here. Greg, the, the QB trainer extraordinaire, you know, the, the NFL quarterback trainer, the college trainer, the high school trainer. He's the man all throughout California, and we're going to try to expand that here to Arkansas. Man, I'm waiting for my building to come up, man. And they, they're playing, man. This, this yeah. COVID stuff It's taking a long time. But anyways, Greg, how you doing, man?
9: I'm doing good, croc. I, I I can tell by the hoodie being on today that it's just been a rough morning for you. Probably a <laughs> too much makers last night during the game and after the game. It probably didn't stop flowing. So I feel like it's probably one of those Mondays. I'm I'm feeling the same way, especially after yesterday.
0: Oh man. <clears> but not just not just with the 49ers. I watched no, Josh Allen to get their the, yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah, the, what, the Bills what lost happened? And We're gonna my boy get to lost. the Niners. We're gonna get to the Niners what happened
9: it's it's one of those games it's like you know we've all played in one of those games where it's you call it like the, the, the trap game right and and so um it's a game that you should win like you're going into that game you know you should win that game and sometimes those teams get overlooked um and i'm not necessarily not necessarily saying that the bills had overlooked the jaguars because the jaguars are who they are and the Bills have been cooking up to this point. But, yeah, it just – the Jags came to play yesterday. Um, they they came out firing on all cylinders on defense. They were on him all day yesterday. Um, or, or The defensive line was on Josh all day yesterday. So, um, couldn't do a whole hell of a lot. Uh, obviously, you, you saw by the points they put up, you know, they had the number one offense, I think, in the NFL or, or in the AFC up to that point or top three, whatever it may be. Um, and so, yeah, he just didn't – they didn't look great. Um, obviously, there was a couple throws, a couple plays he had that didn't look great either throwing the ball, um, you know, off his back foot, you know, trying to make things happen and interceptions happen, turnovers happen. Uh, but obviously, it doesn't all fall on the quarterback. Um, just he had a lot of pressure throws, a lot of pressure situations. Um and couldn't really do much with it that's the bottom line he re- they really couldn't get anything clicking on offense yesterday um i definitely expect them to bounce back um, it seems like you know for a few teams every year it's kind of one of those games that you need to get you know you got to kind of get punched in the mouth um to take that reset so i definitely think this is one of those resets that'll happen for them um you know, I saw, like, the predictions or, like, the wild card stuff, and, and who would have thought? At least I wouldn't have, but um, you know, they said the Titans and uh, Titans and Cardinals would have the first round bye um, as far <laughs> as playoff standings go right now, yeah. which is crazy to me. I definitely wouldn't have thought that, um, you know, with all things considered. So, yeah, it's wild to me.
0: All right, so this is the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show, and this is QB Monday all right, with my guy Greg Pinelli. Uh, obviously, with the 49ers losing another game, there are a lot of people that want to rush to get Trey Lance on the field. But I just want to get your overall thoughts on just Jimmy Garoppolo and how you felt like he played, just, just the eye test on Jimmy. Obviously, the 49ers they lost, uh, final score 31 17. But uh, what when you were watching Jimmy Garoppolo, did you see things where you're like, oh, he needs to do this better, or do you, do you walk away from that thinking, I feel like that's as good as he can play and he did well?
9: Yeah, I think. You know, I thought about this last night, and it's it, like take the stat sheet from yesterday. Obviously, there's a pick at the end. You're trying to score, trying to drive, whatever it may be. You're pushing the ball in certain places just because there's a sense of urgency when you're down three scores or two, two and a half scores, whatever the hell it may be. Um, take the stat sheet. It was like 20, 28 for 40. 300 plus yesterday, a couple of touchdowns. You put that next to a lot of people's names in the NFL as far as quarterbacks. A lot of people are going to take those numbers on any given day as far as quarterback play goes. Um, I think that what Jimmy did yesterday, he was pretty damn efficient. Like there's times in the pocket where, you know, maybe he could have moved differently or whatever, maybe that's all quarterbacks in, in, in every game. But overall, uh I think if you sit and ask yourself, like, what more could we have got out of Jimmy today? There wasn't a whole hell of a lot. I don't think you could have gotten that. He played really well. If the Niners win the game, everybody's, you know, on Jimmy's Jimmy's case and saying, hey, this is this is why he's playing right now. You know, this is why he's that dude. It's a completely different outlook. And there's going to be a lot of people that say, <clears throat> you know, um, because we didn't win, it's time for Trey Lance to go in. Right. If I think as a football fan, you want to, you definitely want to see the rookie, right? Everybody wants to see the rookie, but realistically speaking, sit and ask yourself, what more could Jimmy Garoppolo have done yesterday that would have won the Niners the game? He did a hell of a lot yesterday. There was two big drives right off the bat. You give the ball back when Kittle fumbles. Throws him a great ball. Kittle tries to make a play, fumbles. Couple couple drives later, Brandon Ayuk goes up, makes a hell of a catch, goes down, then gets up, tries to take off running, fumbles in the red zone. So those are two drives, and I think Kittle fumbled on what the forty, the plus forty for us, plus thirty-five, yeah. something like that. So you're in uh, the red zone, and
0: and Ayuk's was like the plus ten or something like that. Like it was, yeah, it, yeah.
9: So you fumble the ball in the red zone or damn near the red zone twice when the offense gets cooking, it's, it's going to make things hard on you. Your back's against the wall, especially with the way that the Niners defense kind of played yesterday, you know, getting ran all over. Um, you know, James Conner looked like James Conner did when he was playing for the Steelers and he was cooking yesterday, absolutely cooking yesterday. Cole McCoy, a lot of people said, and I was listening to the radio show, like, oh, you know, Colt McCoy, you don't really have to worry about Colt McCoy because he's not hes not the best athlete and he's not the guy that's going to run around and make plays happen with his feet like Kyler Murray. Although I agree, he's not going to make plays happen like Kyler Murray. But I think people seem to forget that Colt McCoy ran the zone read offense at Texas. He came right after Vince Young and was doing the same damn stuff that Vince, Vince Young was doing at Texas. Although yeah, he's older now, but he was probably one of the better better college quarterbacks running when he was when he was uh, playing at Texas. I mean, he was all over the field, so it's not like the guy is is slow or crappy. He moved really well in the pocket yesterday. Now I, I don't think he got enough credit for it, but the Cardinals called great plays and executed those plays. Niners had crappy tackling. I don't think they had a, a great um scheme for them yesterday Uh, yeah they wouldn't have looked as bad if there was tackles made or initial tackles made but that's football you know it's going to happen where there's there's tackles that are broken but um the one that was just like the nail in the coffin for me was the damn screenplay to connor right after halftime like you come out after halftime like okay this is your chance stop him here after making some adjustments Punch him in the mouth, get the ball back and score quickly. And instead, James Conner takes a screen, I don't know, 60 something yards or 50 something yards to the end zone. And, and it was that, that was like the embarrassing defensive play, besides Kirkpatrick and absolutely run over. Like Derrick Henry was carrying the ball or something. <laughs> it was like, what the hell is going on, you know? So it was embarrassing. Like that one yesterday, and I think everybody else agrees, it's like, okay, here's a chance to go win the game. Cole McCoy's playing. Hopkins is out. Everybody's kind of – not everybody. The offense, for the most part, was healthy for the Niners, for the most part. You got Kittle back, right? Like, it's set up for the Niners to go win at home, and we get thumped by two-and-a-half scores. Yeah. It was bad. Like, that was one of – that was, like, a punch to the gut yesterday. So, um I just – I think, you know, like I said, people are going to get so caught up in the trade land, throw them in the game, throw them in the game. Like, at what – look at the risk and the reward, okay? From Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy did – and I think a lot of people will agree. What else do you want Jimmy to do yesterday? Could he extend the ball downfield and maybe open up other things for scoring? Yes. But when he's driving the ball efficiently down the field, at one point in the game he was like 20 – 23 for 28 or something like that, or, or, even, even better. And he's moving the chains. What else do you want him to do? Right. Just even though he's, even though he's not throwing the ball deep down the field, he's still moving the chains. He's efficient with doing it right. Controlling the ball. He didn't throw He didn't have a turnover until late in the game. <clears throat> then you get Trey Lance, the risk reward thing right? So high risk, high reward. Like you, you know what you're getting with him for the most part, to an extent, he's going to try and put the ball in certain places that maybe he shouldn't. Now, Jimmy does it too, but Trey Lance with a strong arm is going to try and fit balls in certain places that maybe shouldn't. And that's just rookie quarterback play. And we're seeing it all over the league and we've talked about it every week. That is high risk, right? If he does, uh, if you do throw a Trey Lance in, maybe we're talking about certain turnovers that shouldn't have happened. Maybe we're talking about deep play abilities where he's throwing the ball down the field and it does open some things up. But with that comes the, the risk-reward factor that you really gotta look at. And I think Jimmy did everything yesterday to keep the Niners in the game. I think Jimmy did everything yesterday to win the Niners in the game. But some turnovers happened and obviously didn't um it, it didn't fare well for them and then um, you know, when you're giving up 34, what was it? What was the score? 31 34, 31 17. It was. 31. When you're giving up 31 points, um, in the NFL, you know, that's not not the most it's ideal. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough to win games.
0: I want to ask you because we we've talked about it, and there are a lot of people that are coming out and they're saying fire Kyle, fire Kyle, right? And we we know like that's something that's probably not gonna happen because of the way that uh his contract is you know constructed and they just extended him and he has like a ton of years left a lot of money on the board right uh but what when you look at Kyle right now as the, as the leader of this as the basically the, he's the boss right like he's over everything even over a guy right. like John Lynch he brought John Lynch in he hired John Lynch and all these players nobody on this roster is on this roster without the stamp of approval from Kyle Shanahan. So when you look in this situation, you look at how guys are playing or even how the coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator coach yesterday and some of the issues that they're having right now, how much how much blame do you put on Kyle and what do you think that he could potentially be doing better, uh, you know, as far as what we're seeing from him right now or his team?
9: I think that... Yeah, although he is he is the guy. Like up until this, up until yesterday, or up until the last couple games, right? I think that there was questions because there was inconsistency, right? There was this like what there was the no identity, and we talked about the Niners don't have an identity right now, right? Um, I think there's there's a lack of leadership, not necessarily as a whole but i just think in the locker room you look at the vibe from like the 2019 2019 team locker room vibes um from what it looked like from the outside looking in it just seemed different it felt different now when you're winning it's easy to feel different like that it's easy to have those vibes those leadership qualities and um as, as a player and right now i don't know if it's you know, although it's it's Jimmy's team and it's Kittle's team still, I don't know if the quarterback controversy in the offseason and the play back and forth has caused a little bit of um, drama from within realistically. I don't think so, but maybe it's caused a little bit of drama and Jimmy's been a little bit different. And you haven't heard much from Kittle lately. Um, you know, I think that they're, mm-hmm. from a leadership standpoint, they're kind of hurting in that area. Um just, I don't know, the vibe is completely different. But as far as what Kyle could necessarily do different, um, you know, I think the last two weeks he's kind of reshaped the offense or revamped it to what it was prior to Trey Lance coming in. And I think that it's looked good. Again, if the Niners don't fumble on those two drives and they go down and score, we're looking at, you know, roughly 28 to 30, 31 points. It's put up by the offense. If, if your offense is putting up 31 points and you lose the game, well, you know, you, you got to look elsewhere to, to where the problems were. Um, and obviously, those problems yesterday happened to lie within the defense, I think, heavily. Um, and and I don't know, like, it seems like the D'Amico Ryans is doing a lot of the stuff that Sala was doing. Um, obviously they're playing like that three or the three match and there's random little things that they're doing here and there that look very similar and you're you're obviously the defensive guy so you're going to watch that a little bit closer you know i think that he's put them i think he's put them in a good spot to win um a few times this year but not as consistent as it's been the last couple years like the packers won that that one hurt i felt like that one got away from us so realistically we probably could have won that game Um, obviously yesterday, I felt like we could have won that game. The first game, you know, the first time we played the Cardinals where it was Trey Lance, that was the one where it's like, you know, that one really, I questioned because he completely changed the offense for Trey Lance in that game. And we were still in it. We lost by a touchdown at Arizona. So I just think him finding that consistency and going with it, going with the offense that he's been calling for however long in the NFL, um, and sticking with it because people hadn't figured him out necessarily up until that point. And he started changing things around this year once the quarterback controversy started. And I wish he would just stick to his guns and roll with it. Um, as for D'Amico I, Ryans and the defense, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if if, you, if I can foresee D'Amico Ryans being the D.C. next year. Possibly. I don't mind him. Um, and, again, you, you, you're going to call plays, and you know as well as I do, you're going to call plays that are – set up that should be, or that should work. You call plays that you think are going to work in certain situations, whether those plays are executed or not, that's left up to the people that are on the field. Right? And I think that yesterday there was a lot of plays that were called that were executed properly from the offense minus two big turnovers, but there was a lot of plays on defense that were potentially good play calls and they just weren't executed, and uh, and we saw a, a couple of big ones that were giving up the screen pass, and then that one up the sideline where it looked like it was three or three match. Whoever was playing corner on the right side, I forget what it was. Uh, we had a guy go to the flat. He's supposed to take the deep third. Somebody runs right by him. Colt McCoy rolls out to the right. Corner sucks down. The flat defender rolls down, and then our safety's rolling from center field to go play the sideline. Just plays like that, little plays like that where an NFL quarterback is going to take advantage of it every single time. And, uh, you know, that those are huge hitters that will take the, the life out of you real quick.
0: All right, so um, we have somebody here. We got a – he says uh, the Rams D is going to get Jimmy booed off the field on national television. But like you said, you know, Jimmy has been playing well. So when you look ahead to the next game against – the Rams, do you think you know that's a scenario for Jimmy to actually continue to play well? But how do the 49ers kind of clean up maybe the turnovers? Cause I think that's the bigger issue here, right? 49ers finding different yeah. ways to lose, finding different ways to shoot themselves in the foot. I've had a, a hard time really trying to figure out who the 49ers are or, or what are they, because every week they found a different way to lose, whether it's you know, the you know, early on, I thought, you know, defense played well. Maybe offense needed uh-huh. to pick it up. And then as of late, it's been well, the defense is playing
2: not as not as
0: great, right? Like the offense needs to pick them up, but then the offense turns over twice. And that's an issue. So I don't even know what to how to project this team going into the Rams, aside from well, Jimmy has been solid, so I wouldn't assume that he'd get booed off the stage unless it just turns really bad and he's yeah, throwing like I multiple mean, interceptions. Y- don't target Jalen Ramsey. <laughs>
9: That that's the thing is is it, you know when the when the offense kind of gets rolling, you see it's a in in Croc you know like there's three three different you know executions or actually ex, parts of the game you got to execute right offense defense and special teams right mm-hmm. and if you usually win two of them you you should be all right for the most part um, and so yesterday obviously well the last two weeks like the offense has gotten rolling. Um, but I think in the last two weeks we've given up what, 53 points or something like that combined the last couple weeks. So if you're giving up 26 points roughly, you're averaging 26 points given up on defense in the last two weeks. Um, and I believe 30 the against
0: the Colts as well, right? Like
9: 31 against the Colts. Oh, okay, so there you go. So yeah, so in that, in the rain game, so yeah, that jump that bumps that number up a, a little bit more. So you're giving up 26, 27 points the last three games on average, you're going to the Rams where the Rams are high-powered offense, and they got a couple dudes that they've added to their defense. Obviously, Von Miller just got added to that defense. Von Miller, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just got added to that defense. So the problem is with that, we my son over here. He's, he's joining for the podcast in the morning, hey. just waking up for school. Here, go over there with mom. You're not tired anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, with <clears throat> if they can get both, if they can get both things going at the same time, the Niners would be fine, right? But if they can't, right. that's where the issues are going to lie. And you're going into the Rams, where Stafford is playing for the Rams. Now they look good. Their pass game looks good. They're running the ball good enough. Um, and, and so with their, with their special teams or with the special teams issue, I don't think there was any special teams issued yesterday. So they're going to have to come out and play. And we've seen the Niners do that the last couple of years against the Rams where there was plenty of games because the Rams just always seems different, right? It's that rivalry game. There's times when we've played the Rams the last couple of years, like we're getting cooked. We're going to show up today and get cooked. And they've shown up and won. Right. I think the Rams have won knock on wood. I think they've won one game against the Niners in the last three or four years. Yeah. So do I think that's going to be the same? Do I have that same gut feeling? I don't know. Because like you said, I don't have that confidence right now that – because there's no identity. You don't know what team you're going to get showing up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. Come here. Go take him in there. Sorry. Yeah,
0: no, nah, you're good. Tough times for the 49ers right now, man. I'm going to get you off, let you get the kids to school. We're going to exit out this show in a minute, man. But, Greg, I appreciate you coming on, bro.
9: Yeah, you got it, Croc.
0: All right. All right. That's my guy, Greg Pennelli. He is joining us again next Monday. We're going to take a brief break and then uh, get right back to you guys. All right, so stay tuned. All right, welcome, welcome back to the San Francisco 49ers morning show. As usual, I am your host, former NFL and NFL Divas back, Eric Crocker. And if you guys aren't already, make sure you guys hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're here to talk through this terrible 49ers loss, probably the worst loss in uh, Kyle Shanahan's tenure. If you are late to it and you missed half of this show because we've been on here since uh, it's been an hour and a half now. Don't worry. This goes right up on the podcast forum. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it will be there, all right? So um it's under, obviously, the, the Frontline Sports Media uh, page. It'll be on there on any, you know, Apple, Spotify, obviously YouTube. You could just watch it back. And we talked a little bit more and went a little bit more in-depth with uh, some of the reasons that the 49 were losing. You know, some bad things, some good things, some positive things that I took from the game. All right, and then obviously I let everybody come on and talk and kind of speak their piece. Uh, you do. See, I see this comment here from our guard, Taysan. He says, is uh, an underrated missing piece. His tackling is exactly what they lack. He's never gotten the credit he deserves. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, you know, there are a lot of people that were saying Greenlaw, overrated. Uh, you know, he they don't miss him. You got, you know, I'll share it. He's better. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's better. I don't know what's what, but. I do think obviously the 49ers so far they've been better with Greenlaw on the field. So we'll see. Uh when he comes back. Did they open up the, the window for him to come back? I haven't checked in on that. Warner is no Willis or even Bowman. Weak ass. <laughs> uh he's different. He's the more of a new style guy. He's not Willis. I mean, and yeah, he's not Peak Bowman. But again, like how many guys are Peak Willis, Peak Bowman? Bowman, I thought was the best player in the league in, what was it, 2013 season? I thought Bowman was the best defensive player in the league. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Warner's good. Nah, he's not. He's not those guys. But I don't think that's a knock on him. He's still one of the top linebackers in the NFL right now. Really good linebacker. He's in a little bit of a rut, has to get out of that, has to figure out how to, you know, start making plays again. And I think that's what we're kind of missing right now from our guy, Fred Warner. But still playing well. I see him flying around. I see him getting in guys' face. I see him talking that trash. I see him doing all those things. I think sometimes when maybe you don't make the play, right? Punch the ball out, you know, do those things. He's not doing that. But uh I don't think it's as different. I don't think he's playing as different as people think from years past. He's just not the big plays that he typically makes, those aren't there. And I think that's what—that's definitely what the 49ers are missing. All right, if you guys haven't already, make sure you hit that like button. Click the, the chat down, hit the like button, and then come back in. Got the chat going up. Now everybody want to be mad at Warner. Are they mad at him, man. They not like Fred Fred Warner. And, you know, I, I do think with how much the 49ers gave up yesterday, around the line of scrimmage, right? The screens, the misdirections, and things like that. Especially a lot of things over the like that's that is that's 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 his territory. You're supposed to hold that down. You're supposed to run sideline to sideline. You're supposed to make those tackles. And I do think that uh Fred Warner he hasn't been doing that. He had opportunity to recover a fumble. He fell on the ball ball in uh and then the ball like scored it out. So uh yeah you got to hold Fred Warner accountable. I don't think it's as bad as people think but it's definitely not as good as it could be. Yeah, when you are losing, when you are losing, everything is bad, and I think that's it's probably the best way to kind of sum this all up. But uh, speaking of summing everything up, man, that's going to be it for this show. Again, we're back here, six thirty a.m. Pacific, nine thirty a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. We are live here. I appreciate everybody that came in, talked. Everybody hit the likes. Everybody hit the subscribes. Again, now, you can listen to this on uh, Spotify, Apple. This stuff will be up. Right away. And uh, make sure you guys keep tuning in. Got Locked On 49ers. Listen to that with myself and my co-host, Brian Peacock. We're live five days a week as well. Locked On NFL Draft with myself and my co-host, Ryan Tracy. I appreciate everybody in here that contributed to a great show today. We're trying to get through this together. We're trying to figure it out. But I appreciate everybody contributing. So that's going to be it. From Croc, I'm out. Peace.
8: It is picked off by Aaron Crocker. Over midfield, he'll run
0: it all the way in to the info touchdown. The Crop Talk TV podcast. Cheers!